a hack. It's just an absolute hack. And he gets his ass kicked by his teammates every week. It's just, you know, it's terrible. It's just terrible. Welcome back, Hack City. Joe DeLeon, Sean Anderson, two former college football players from the University of Rhode Island. Today, we are going to be talking about the action from week four of college football. It ends up being one of those weekends, Sean, where we had a number of crazy outcomes. Um, Not a ton of them, but a number of crazy outcomes that help us redefine who the top teams are in college football. We're going to be talking about Colorado versus Oregon briefly. We're going to be talking about Old Miss versus Alabama. We're going to be talking about Notre Dame versus Ohio State and then Clemson versus Florida State to wrap things up as well as some of our other thoughts from the weekend. Sean, I want to just, by the way, I want to say this before we like really dive in and before we do the read. This, this weekend was weird because we got the, the craziness that happened with UVA NC State. That was a wild ending to a game. We got the craziness that happened with Florida State Clemson. That goes to overtime. That was really freaking fun to watch. And then the midday slate was just, it was ass. Like it was Alabama running all over Old Miss, and it was a really, really sloppy game. And then the UCLA-Utah game, I don't know if you even tried to watch that. That one was like, it was like drying my eyes out watching that thing. That was one of the most disgusting football games. It was a bit sleepy. It was a little sleepy. A little sleepy. Utah, good defensive performance, though. Give them credit for that. And then the Colorado-Oregon game, man, just did not <laughs> did not live up to the, to the hype. I, I don't know. That's like a slate of midday games that you take a nap during, and then you get ready for the outcome I of did. the Notre Dame-Ohio State I, game. You did? I did. I uh, The late night prompted the nap. Uh, and then uh, – because I'm looking at him like, all right – this is a blowout. Utah UCLA has been so like, blech. I don't need, I, I don't need to finish that because they're not going to move one way or another unless a blowout happens. No. Uh, and then Alabama Ole Miss, I'm sitting here like, I'm like, Alabama's in the driver's seat. And if you let Alabama in the driver's seat, and I know we're going to get a little more in depth in these games, uh, they're just going to control the game. And they did. And, and that is vintage Alabama football i said all right well a lot of vintage alabama football is snoozers so i'm just gonna go catch an hour uh, and i got me up and ready for seven o'clock where the real games were so obviously a weekend with very important matchups but we're for for just true fandom not great not great watch football watching until the evening and we did end up finishing the night with just like an, ins- an insane game, the Notre Dame-Ohio State one, which we're going to get to. That is just the epitome of being a Notre Dame fan. A lot of thoughts coming from that one. To have the game in the driver's seat, to do everything that you need to do, grind them out, play a really hard-fought defensive battle, and then just lay an egg on the final two plays out of the, the last three where you could have won that football game. Yeah. Again, we're going to get to all that stuff. Um, before we do, though, Sean, can you just share with our listeners a quick – message from bet online oh i'd love to i had a great little parlay take place on saturday i think i had a, a utah win this is a bet online uh, uh special uh that i created the anderson parlay i was we were cooking something up at noon I, we were just going through the games do you like this no all right kick it you just do you like it ended up with five teams got some got a nice little unc action uh got the over in the wazoo oregon state game that was awesome uh, and then, you know, I had Ohio State covering, and that was nice. That was, or I had Ohio State winning, and that was good, and they, they did. Uh, so, you know, I, I had a good Saturday parlay. It's, it's good. I'm a straight bet man. That's what I am. And with bet online, you could do either. That's, that's great. But it's nice to mix in. You know, if you feel a little frisky, go ahead. Give, give yourself some better odds. Yeah, uh, F your just, parlay, by the way. F your parlay because you put Ohio State in there. Well, I asked you for some genuine advice. You told me to stick it out, and I did. Nah, and that's because nah, you, nah, nah. you knew Ohio State was going to win, so I needed You were pissing you, down your you leg, and you're like, oh, no, Notre Dame's going to ruin my parlay. I can't let Joe get this one. And then you texted it to me, and you knew the reaction that you were going to get from me. This is – I wasn't looking for a re- – I was not looking for a reaction. I, I have a lot of positive things to say about Notre Dame in a terrible loss. I have a lot of things. They lost horribly, and I have a lot of positive things to say about them. But this is a read, Joe. So if I can finish that, that'd be great. Yes, nice. go ahead. Head to our head to the website today, or use your mo- mobile device to set up to get in on the action. Remember to use our pl- promo code BLEAV B L E A V to re- receive your fifty percent welcome bonus in your first deposit. Jeez, I I can feel you looking at me angrily, so I'm, I'm stepping over words. Bet online where the game starts. 
Oh, man. Um, okay, want to start things off with Colorado versus Oregon. 42-6. to six. Wow, this was a game where if you watch the first half, it really felt like Dan Lanning was going to try and put 60 on the board. Uh, he was pissed. If you saw the pregame conversation that he had with his team, that speech, man, he was pissed. That's a way to really fire up your team at home against a team that's gotten more attention than you. And, and like, I, justifiably, I would feel disenfranchised as a good team coming into the year that has Pac-12 title aspirations, and you're coming into the game and your opponent is the one who's being talked about more than you are. And I think that that's the approach for getting your team ready for a game like this. My thoughts on this game, though, Sean, like this needs to really be heavily established here. We need to stop overreacting on both sides. This is a really perfect example of why we can't get too hyped up on a team when things are going well and when it's a fun story. And now that they lost, we can't sit here. Nice jug, by the way. We can't sit here and pick them apart and try to dump on them after they played a bad game. Football is a week-to-week sport. I tweeted this out, and I stand by this statement. And it was my thoughts after they beat TCU and my thoughts at the beginning of the year. Colorado has the skill position players at important positions to finish the year with seven, eight wins, maybe nine if they pull off an upset, which is a massive accomplishment. It is proof that Deion Sanders is an amazing coach. He's a great recruiter, that he turned around one of the worst rosters in college football into a position where they now can compete for a bowl game. That is a true testament to who he is as a coach. But you can't immediately turn around an offensive and a defensive line in one offseason and that showed up in this game because Shadur Sanders had no time to operate. And that, look, I, I can't even, we could really sit here and dissect this game. I don't want to really dive deep because it's just a bad game that Colorado played. They lost because they couldn't protect. And that Colorado defensive line got ran all over by Bucky Irving and those Oregon running backs. It, it is just a, a, a trenches game that they weren't built to win. They just weren't. Yeah, a couple things that I had from it. Uh, attention dollars are different than bowl game and, and college football playoff dollars. They are. So if you feel like you're, you have a potential of earning some CFP money or some CFP dollars and you see someone else getting the attention dollars, then you, with your ego, Dan Lanning, you're going to be a little bit pissed. And, you know, and it's a game full of egos and casuals don't understand ball and they don't understand football and they don't understand ego and pride and they don't understand what it, what it means to go out there and get your teeth punched in or to come out and get disrespected early. A lot of people are reading too much into the, the, the midfield logo stuff. It's a thing in football. It's been happening forever. Team comes yeah. out, steps on the logo, fires at the other team. They get beat. It happens. Happens all the time. Uh, but where Colorado really lost, they weren't stronger than Oregon. The, the Colorado's team was weaker than Oregon on every tackle that Colorado tried to make. Oregon players were falling forward and it was, it was not just, oh, great open field tackle one-on-one. Like, no, it was three Colorado defenders having to take down one Oregon running back, one Oregon wide receiver. Just just crippling yardage got after the catch. After contact is what I saw. And you you can't have that. You need – if you're no. going to be a thumping, hard-hitting, headache-gang defense, which is what I want what, – what people want Colorado to be, which is something that they can be, you need to get stronger. You need to – stalemate the opponent and not, Oh, I made the tackle. And then he fell forward for three more yards, or he was able to stretch out for a first down while I was hanging onto his legs. Colorado players were getting, uh, it's football, but dragged. They were, they were getting dragged by Jersey at times in that first half. And it just, it was a different ball game from both sides. Oregon won. We knew Oregon was going to win. Who cares? It's week four. Colorado has already uh, achieved the massive achievement. I think you and I both said if they got three wins this year, it would be an achievement for the program. Yes. They're going to get more than that. They're going to get more than that, but they're so exciting and they're so different that people who just jump on the bandwagon think that that means they're going to the win the championship or they're as good as Georgia when they're not. Excitement doesn't mean talent. There's talent that makes it exciting, but when one supersedes the other, yes, this is what happens. Still in on Colorado, still in on the story, yes. still in yes. on Coach Prime. How could you not be? It's still the best. His post game is going. 
we're we're taping CFE tonight. His post game, yeah. how do I not put that? It, it, that is topic one A, B, and C. How he handled it, what he did, all of it. It has to be. Look, I, I think that's where like the stupidity of all this is, and it, this is what was so frustrating in the first three weeks of the season, is that because we chose to be realistic, we were automatically haters. And this is what I was talking about at the beginning of the season or or at the beginning of the show, rather, where we need to stop with Colorado jumping to both sides of the extreme. You can acknowledge a team is fun to watch and that they're a good quality team without jumping to the conclusion that they're going to win a national championship. Again, I'm just, I'm just asking these people that are, 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 are so bought in. Like there's, there's so many people that have never watched college football that are really bought in on, on Colorado and that were bought in on Colorado. I'm just asking to learn football. Please, please learn football and what it takes. Don't jump in the comments and say that we don't know football and we've never played it down in our life. Oh, geez, we played even, yeah. four years. I, I don't even want to waste your time with that because I get one of those every single week. It doesn't bother me anymore. I really don't care when people say that crap. It's stupid. I, t- I, I care about that because I look like a football player. Uh, you should care about that because you, play you played more college games than me, and that's true uh, by a wide what? margin. So so I'll, I'll okay. defer, but I'm sitting here. It's the first question I get asked every time when I meet a stranger. Do you Did you play football? Hey, moron. Hey, jackass. See me in real life. That's the question you'll have for me. And you're commenting <laughs> someone that never put on pads. Uh, what? By the way, I look. I have to say, I have to say that that was the first thing that popped in my head, and I almost texted it to you. That, and I know I said we didn't want to talk about this, but I'm gonna. Um, I, I found it so hilarious that now you know what I deal with because, like, it happens to me out, out, out in public all the time. There's been a, like, a, it doesn't happen a lot, and it happens all the time on my other shows that I do where I make a comment or people are like. This dude's never played football before in his life. And I was a long snapper. You know, I'm not the most, I'm not the biggest guy. I lost 70 pounds from when I played and I look completely different. Like I obviously don't look like a football player. I was a freaking long snapper. But the hilarity of it is that even when you look at you in the frame of the box, like you on screen in the frame of the box, (laughs) that you're as freaking big as you are that someone wouldn't think, Hey, maybe he looks like an offensive lineman. So I, I'm really glad that I, that you now understand what I deal with. What it's just baffling, and I I I, I don't uh, Joe Joe has and Joe Joe is a football player. Joe has has two unsportsmanlike un- un- conducts in college games. I don't know if that's a, an accomplishment. To it means you put on some pads. <laughs> a lot yeah. of guys, if they if they were just put on pads and put into a college game, they would get laid out. They would be yes. scared. They wouldn't know what to do. You at least had the wherewithal to go and hit somebody after the whistle or yell at a ref. I, I, you know what? I, yeah, you know what? I take. Yeah, I take there you go. There you go. I, I, I got my ass kicked on two plays. The, the worst two ass kickings that I've, the only two ass kickings I've gotten on a football field were those two instances. And I'm so hot. I mean, I mean, I've ne- in a game. I've never. What happened? To, what happened? To, what, didn't up. you play with uh, Rashawn Gary? Didn't didn't he? That was, when I was, that was oh, when I was – That was when I was – talking about on a football field. I mean, that that's count. on a football field. All right, we're going to move on. I, look, right. my main point here is – actually, we already know what my main point is. Please just, like, be a little more realistic. Let's just calm down. Let's have fun watching Colorado. They're going to have a lot of highlight plays. They're going to probably finish with a strong record, and they're going to go to a bowl game. And next year is going to be really exciting because I want to see what they do in the portal. But I'm going to say this right now. The Colorado fans who – you know, try to come for anyone who had realistic expectations. Don't don't just bow out now. Like you better root for Colorado the whole season. Yeah. I don't want to see any of that shit. Week. Here's here's my final thing. We know ball and you don't. That's 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 what it is. So that's why we have the no, show. Sounds so hubristic. You, do you want to buy, you start your show and I'll I'll determine if you know ball or not. Yeah, that's um, what I, that's my offer. Speaking of knowing ball, we have a God. This this game played out not how I, I was hoping. Exactly how, pre- how I was expecting it. You predicted exactly. it, which I which I hate. Twenty four to ten, Alabama beats Old Miss. I have a couple takeaways from this. Look, Jalen Milrow, first of all, clearly the guy. Um, whatever was going on in the locker room politics, the sabotage. 
Yeah, whatever that was, I think that my theory stands that they were trying to mind game Lane Kiffin, and it worked. It, it kind of worked. I think that Alabama has one of the most chaotically hilarious offenses in college football because it's a really good run game. And the only thing that they can do in the pass game is just chuck it deep. It's just, let's just throw a go route. We're going to run the same go route <laughs> up like the you're middle. playing Madden. Every single time. And sometimes it's going to get picked off. Yeah. Or it's not even going to be anywhere near the receiver. Sure. It is one of the most hilariously chaotic uh, games to watch. Our teams to watch. And I will say this. this uh, I said this on Rafino and Joe a little bit more. I think that we learned that you have to lean into Jalen Milrow's athleticism. The guy is a really good runner. Keep doing the, the read option stuff. Keep getting him involved. And I, I don't think he finished with like a crazy stat line. But when the defense is so focused on stopping him, it opens things up for all of those other Alabama running backs. I, I give Tommy Reese credit. They, they called a good game. And Old Miss completely pooped their pants. That's that's what happened. I'll, I'll tell you what happened, Joe. Uh, it was Big Brother reminding Little Brother, "Hey, this is you. You, you were this is who I am. This is you, Lane. You, you came back from college with some college muscles, but I'm a grown ass man. I'm Nick Saban. Look at the team that I recruited. You were you were you were talking all that talk in the lead, in the week leading up, and I, I commend you for it. You're confident." I, I think you're good at your job. I think you, you win a lot of games. When you come in this house, I'm getting the big piece of chicken. That's how it's going. And that's how it went. We're going to run the ball. You're not going to be able to stop us running the ball. Our offense is going to play incredibly mean. Oh, my God, were they finishing blocks Alabama's offensive line was. Mm. Goodness, every time, uh, every time the Alabama running backs got tackled, I saw feet moving. I saw somebody throwing an Ole Miss player to the ground. It was a spectacular effort up front. Spectacular. And if that was Saban getting his guys going, good for him. But that looked like some big brother stuff to me. It said, you're still Ole Miss. All this noise about the the, the dynasty ending, still possible. There's still going to be noise, as there should be. But the noise about Ole Miss being the ones to come out of the SEC, that's laughable. And that was laughable to Alabama all week. And they proved it. It was laughable because everybody was grasping. I was grasping. Joe yeah. was grasping. We all were grasping because it's different and new. And we wanted to see what Alabama would do if they weren't in the driver's seat. But they said, move over. I'm taking the wheel. And they did. And they held on to it. And it didn't matter if Jalen Milrow threw a red, uh, red zone interception, which he did. They just they sucked it up and played ball. I'm really pissed at myself that I got duped by Lane Kiffin. Mm. I'm I'm really pissed because you're not the first. The Lane Kiffin in my head is not the one who shows up. Yeah, God, dude, that's the the Raiders. Yeah, (laughs) the one that shows up is not the one that we all think is him. Because, dude, like the play calling was so it was disgustingly conservative. Like every second down was a jet sweep that got blown up at the line of scrimmage. Uh, There were so many screen passes that just didn't connect. And then every time that they tried to drop back, there was really good coverage. These receivers weren't separating, which I thought that they had some guys. Apparently, they don't. They don't have anybody that can create separation. Credit to Alabama's secondary. Terry and Arnold, uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry played their asses off. Lockdown quality defense. But what the hell was this? Like they, 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 It was scared play calling. It was scared, scared play calling in a game where you had them. You know, it was close in the beginning of the game. If you got aggressive and you converted a little bit more aggressively, you might have been able to come out and win this game. But instead, you got grinded out. That offensive line for Ole Miss is bad. Um, they got chewed up. Chewed up by Ole Miss's defensive front. Dallas Turner just had himself a day the way that he played. I Look, I'm out on Ole Miss. Like, I don't even – I don't do a top 25 for college football. I only do a top 10. I, I'm not ranking them. I, I wouldn't rank them. That that's not a good old miss team. I was duped. Duped. And I'm pissed about it. Is the screen pass becoming the new read option? Because I'm seeing so many screen passes and it just seems like a default. And it says, Oh, look at this guy. We got a fast player. Let's just have our quarterback throw it as fast as he can out to him out wide. I hate the screen pass. I hate screen passes. I like a well constructed running back screen. I like a way, but every game, every game I'm watching NFL or college screens all over the place. 
I saw a screen today within the five. Fire yourself. Leave the building. Uh, Holy hell. You can't tell me that that screen percentages haven't been up. And it's an analytics dork that's telling you that it works. It doesn't. If a screen pass is one of your top five instrumental plays going into the weekend, you should lose. You're cooked. If, if if I mean the, the Chicago Bears are a really good example, which by the way they're down yeah. thirty-one to nothing right now at halftime. Are they really? Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, I think the Chiefs are going for that that record, <laughs> the, the amount of points that the Dolphins just put up today. Um, that the Bears are a really good example of that. If you have to rely on screens, you're cooked. And if you think that screens are going to win you a football game, you're cooked. You're a it's loser, a ch- and you'll always be a loser. Screens are a change of pace type play. It's like calling a draw when you've been, you know, you've been airing it out all game. You've been having trouble running the football and you say, we're going to hit him with a draw here. It's second and long. We just took a sack. Oh, draw play. They're over pursuing. We're going to hit you with the draw play. You're being over aggressive and we've been getting the ball out quick. Oh, guess what? We're going to throw a screen to the sideline or we're going to throw an out. Our to quarterback the needs to settle down. Stop being a coward. But when you run a goddamn jet sweep and a goddamn screen every other play, you're not going to win. You're cooked, especially against a good defense. I, I don't know this whole thing is just, it's frustrating. Yeah, I hate screens. Uh, I still am a Lane Kiffin guy. Like, I just can't get enough of him. It's toxic, and I love it. But holy hell, he's little brother. He just will be. Maybe next year. Maybe next year, pal. <sighs> Notre Dame versus Ohio State, dude. This is oh. um, seventeen to fourteen. Um, I actually, despite, despite the outcome, I don't Mm. feel terrible about this because you know what? I, I have been weathered and accustomed to, to outcomes like this for Notre Dame. You know, I'm just, I've just gotten used to it. There were the guys at the bar that we were, that we were with. One of the guys was Notre Dame alum. And he said, kept saying the whole time that final drive. I'm just waiting for this thing, something to happen. I'm just, it happens every time. And I quietly just found myself agreeing with him. I, I found myself agreeing that, that no matter how good of a game you play, it is always going to come. Something is always going to come back to bite you in the ass. There's always going to be a mistake in a critical spot. I will say, however, I do feel pretty good about this loss. Separate from the frustration, I do feel pretty good about it because they showed up defensively. They locked down Marvin Harrison Jr. Benjamin Morrison proved to us that he's one of the best corners in the country. Like he need, there was like, oh, let's see how they do against uh, Emeka Abuka and Marvin Harrison Jr. He kept him in check. And I know he got hurt in the second half, but his first half total, he didn't do anything. He didn't do dick. They they played such a good game on the back end. They could have gotten after Kyle McCord a little bit better. And had they kept that long rushing touchdown in check, I think it could have been a different game. The only thing that hindered them offensively, like I'm not even upset, Sean, with the way that they played offensively. Like that was a really good defensive front that said, hey, we're not going to let you run between the guards. And they still found creative ways to get other guys that weren't Audric Estimate involved. Like I think we're starting to see that they have the skill position players. And for the opponent that they faced, it's not a bad offensive production day. But like we 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 can't make those mistakes. You can't on after making a, a fourth down stop on a, a stupid play call, mm-hmm. get blown up in the backfield trying to get cute. Just run the ball, run as much time off the clock. Don't call a screen play. Run the clock down. Another Didn't screen. do that. Yeah. Allowed a third and nineteen to get converted, and then you have ten guys on the field. That shit can't happen. Notre Dame lost. I I, I don't think that's so much. No- Shut up. This might piss people off, but Notre Dame lost more than Ohio State won. Get upset if you want. I don't care. That's how I'm viewing I think Ryan Day, I think you're saying that because Ryan Day lost his mind like an idiot. And yeah, made the young whole, and a, a poor old himself. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. May, you, I think someone tweeted that he's really just yelling at the Ohio State fans, which he was. He definitely was. Um, but he's also yelling because Notre Dame is a CFP talented team. They are a team that is talented enough, built well enough uh, to be in the college football playoff. Sorry. I mean, was I was talk- let's talk about Notre Dame. I get a little belchy. It's like, ugh, you know, you're a dick. that's just what I do. Uh, it just happens. I don't know what to do. Uh, but 
Notre Dame's offensive line, so impressive. Stand up. Stand up for yourself. Get your, get, you know, get your applause. Ohio State's defense is filled with dudes. It is. It's Ohio State. And Joe Alt is Joe Thomas. If you want a, a, a pass protector in the NFL, draft yes. Joe Alt. He is. I couldn't stop watching him, Joe. I don't care about Sam Hartman. I don't care about your wide receivers. You're right. I watched Joe Alt all night. You know what I saw? Perfection. Oh, he's talented. Wow. What a just impressive left tackle. Impressive. Gosh. Yeah, that's a that's a my guy. That is a I heard somebody tell me last night, Marvin Harrison Jr. is a top three pick. Ohio State fan shocker. I said, okay, you can think that. He's very talented. He's fast. He's got good hands. He runs good routes. Yeah. He's a I am taking freak. Joe Alt over Marvin Harrison Jr. in the draft. If, if you're telling me Marvin Harrison Jr. is number three, I'm telling you Joe Alt is number two. We can have a decision about uh, Caleb Williams at one, whoever else rounds it out. He's one of the best players in college football, if not the best, pound for pound at his position. So that's – and Hartman's a dude. Hartman had some some plays on third down where I'm like, wow. That is not a Notre Dame quarterback. That's a guy that they brought in that has some balls uh, that, 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 that's played at Notre Dame. And that's good. That's what your program needed. Somebody that, that's actually, you know. It's not Drew not, Pine anymore. It's not, no Drew, Drew Pine. it's not Drew Pine. He's not seeing ghosts. He stayed composed. Play calling hurt them at the end. Some, some questionable decisions. But that's about as good as a loss can go for Notre Dame. And I'll take the win and I'll take the money. I'm glad Notre Dame lost. And I'm, I don't care that Eat Ohio shit. State won. I, I, you, you've ruined the school for me personally. And that's cool. I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not upset about it, but, uh, but yeah, I can take, I can take joy in that. I, I, I knew that you were hurt, but I'm not, I'm, I wasn't texting you. I wasn't blowing it. You blowing you up last Yeah, night. I was happy. I was happy that you weren't instead of uh, um, Nick Cardi, who's a, just a total <clears throat> piece of garbage. Haven't yeah, heard from him Cardi in three stinks. years. Decide, decided to t- uh, tag me in a group chat after not hearing him for three years, being an Ohio state fan. Uh, you know, he, there's other Notre Dame fans in the chat decides to call me out. I forgot he's I almost an Ohio go, State fan. He's an almost, Ohio State fan. You almost got to give him a little bit. You almost got to give him I, a little bit for being he I is almost, a, an Ohio State fan. He he's got like a hundred followers because he's a producer at oh, ESPN. Oh, I almost oh, completely come on, ra- dude. I almost completely ratioed him, and I almost and I was like, I'm not gonna do this. Like I'm I'm in a bad mood, and like it is what it is. But like you know, if you're gonna come for my head, don't do it to somebody who's got. 10 times more followers than you. I will quote tweet you. I will eviscerate you. If you know me personally, I will come for your fucking head. Um, I thought Marcus Freeman the, coached a, a good game. I thought he coached a good minus game. Minus the last play. I understand. I understand. But for that moment, his biggest moment as a coach for that whole game, I thought he did. A, I thought he deserved a good grade for that coaching job, even though they lost in spectacular fashion, which brought a big smile to my face, knowing that you were stewing in your apartment, all right, all right. on your tiny couch, uh, just yelling. My, my couch isn't tiny. You got the but hey, so I, in the world. I have to, I have to bring this up, and I'm probably gonna clip, clip this. So, sure. I went to the Notre, Dame, the one Notre Dame bar that's like well known mm-hmm. in LA. It's Sunny McLean's, and a lot of Notre Dame fans. The vibes were great. There was one guy there on his own, was not with anybody else, was wearing an Ohio State hat and an Ohio State shirt. Not a peep from him. The entire game. Yeah. And we all knew he was there. We, everybody, like, at one point was like, what's that guy doing here? Mm-hmm. My camera's about to die. Wait one second. Sure, clip it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I wonder how the vibes were high in a Notre Dame bar. Oh, this Guinness is good, isn't it? Oh, this is Shut awesome. Shut up. Okay, oh. let me finish my... Let me, Remember let me that game in, in 90? Yeah. Shut up. At one point, though... At, or at the end of the game, when they scored that touchdown, Barr is silent. And this asshole stands up, puts his arms in the air, and starts cheering. Good for like him. A, no. Good for him. Who does that? Who a shows winner. up? A team who's won. Are there no Ohio State bars in Los Angeles that you have to show up to a Notre Dame bar? Why is there a I'm Notre Dame bar? Nobody, nobody hit him. What? Why is there a Notre Dame it's, bar in Notre Dame? You shouldn't hit him. A He's a little winner, brand. and he took it's, it. It's a national brand. There's going to be bars for Notre Dame across the country because it is a national fan base. It's like there being a Dallas Cowboys bar across the country. I mean, there's like a Seahawks bar that I know of that's in Culver City. But 
that guy is a dick to show up He's a legend. and then to cheer on the last play when yes. you're the only guy. I I hope he got a parking ticket. Screw oh, that yeah, guy. That'll, that'll that guy him. is the worst guy at any sports bar. Yeah, I just need to know what his thought process was. That I'm going to show up and, him and commend him and give him a handshake. That's no, what I want to do. F him. This isn't me F hating him. you. That takes balls because you're going into a, 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 a I. You're going to get in a fight like that. That you know, walking out your door. That dude walking out his door tonight or last night said, "I'm going to get in a fight with with an, a Notre Dame fan," and that's what my night. He gonna was be. not. So I'm going to tell you right him. now. That guy did not have the build of somebody who I thought was going to win a fight. I'm Even just, better. I'm just going to say that. Even it, better. Good it was a late him. 30s dumpy uh, guy. I Perfect. Like, don't. Perfect. Balding. Th that guy was not going to survive. I, again, I am shocked with how pissed everyone was that no one tried to punch him. I am shocked. Joe, he minded his manners all game because he was down all game. Then his savior, Kyle McCord, who played the best game of his career, uh, went down the field, marched those, marched that Buckeyes team down the field, and he's sitting there, and he knows we got one play left. Oh, we're so close. We got one play left. Oh, what happens? I'm either going to be really happy, really sad. And he wins. His team wins in that fashion, and he's not. He's going to expect to take his hat off and shake his hands like he's at the Ryder Cup and we're not playing football. Holy hell, Joe, you got to respect that move. Enemy no, territory? No, yeah. No, hell no. yeah. I'm with no, I'm No, that's with just – that's pure stupidity. That is – It is. It is. You know what? It's the most Ohio Get State fan out of my shit. face. Get this is the most Ohio State fan shit that any Ohio State fan would do because no other fan base – would do that. And look, there were Notre Dame guys. would do that. Notre Dame no, would do no, that. No, we wouldn't. Yes, we would. I'm not going yes, to an Ohio would. State bar. I'm not going to Ohio State bar doing that because I want to sit and watch you with people who are like who, who are rooting for the same team. That as guy me. is fearless. That's a fearless, no, that's a fearless dude walking around. God. He says, oh, like Ryan Day right going after poor, poor old miss uh oh, Lou Holtz. I mean, I don't know why I said old miss. That bar is probably okay, right next to his house. He, he probably wasn't even thinking about y'all. I, I, ho I hope he got a parking ticket. Um, Florida State versus Clemson, 31 yeah. to 24. Dude, man, this game was, was wrecked. It was really fun to watch. It was back and forth, seesaw-ish. You really started to see Cade Klubnick start to cook. That The Clemson yeah. offense started to have a little bit of life, and it's like, wow, they can actually do some things. They can actually put together some stuff. Eventually, towards the later part of this game, it became very apparent, oh, they only have running backs and tight ends to throw to. None of those receivers on the outside are getting open. Uh, but they did create some splash plays. They played a really complete football game. What I got from this, Sean, like, I'm not going to gang up on Clemson anymore. You know, like it's, it is what it is. They're still a really good football team. Their secondary is really good. Their defensive line is really good. Yeah. They just don't have any receivers that they can win these close games when they need a play. When it counts, you know, to to throw a jump ball to a Keon Coleman like Florida State did, yeah, like that, that's that's the irony of the whole situation. But my whole thing, and I think some people are trying to use this as a way to say, "Oh, Florida State showed signs of weakness." I disagree. I think Florida State showed up against a really good opponent on the road. They were down, their ass off. Clemson was yeah, their ass off. They were down. They climbed back into it, and the guys that they brought in in the portal made plays when it was needed. They, Keon Coleman, that was an awesome touchdown reception. He completely dunked on that that corner. I don't know which corner it was for Clemson on that touchdown reception he had, and it was a long day for those guys. Like they were not getting any separation. Yeah. Those one on one balls were not there at all. So look, I'm still in on Florida State. I, I loved what I saw from them. A couple things from this game. Uh, the Cade Klubnick is going to be a problem because in the third quarter, he took a massive shot and he had a great completion. Uh, and he, and I'm like sitting here like, Oh, he got crushed. He got up laughing. I saw him. I saw him laughing on maybe a roughing the passer, like a, a hard one. And he got crushed a couple times. I'm like, this dude, this is a tough guy quarterback. I, mm -hmm. I, I think he will be a problem next season. This season, he could be a problem for the rest of this season. This is this was his game. This was a game where I said, "Oh, Kate Klubnik is is going. He, he is settled in. Welcome to the show." Additionally, I tweeted this out after that Keon Coleman touchdown catch. 
there's a lot of stuff I don't agree with with college football and, you know, a little bit of the portal, a little bit of NIL, a little bit of, you know, the realignment stuff. I don't think they do a lot of things right. And I think they're trying to make it look like a professional franchise, you know, a sports league with the with the mega conferences. Okay. All right. It's still a great product. And while we're in this nebulous right now, there should be an award for best offseason. There should be because Florida State should win it for improvement along the entire roster. Keon Coleman should get the award for best transfer edition, best transfer portal edition. He has been impactful every single game. I I was thinking about that the other day. I think at the end of the season we should do like a superlatives best transfer portal edition, most overhyped, most underhyped team, like that kind of thing. Instead of doing the, you know, offensive coordinator of the year offensive lineman of the year like let's let's say we should totally do that i think we should do a live show there should be one i would love to do it uh uh, because it's close and these trans the transfer portal is helping the sport parody is better than it's ever been notre dame finally has a quarterback for the first time in 20 years that can actually march down the field and and might be able to play at the next level they haven't had anybody anybody it's been a, a poverty program at quarterback they have been where am i what am i talking about? oh yeah the the florida states yes impressive their transfer portal hall impressive keon coleman is a dude and i didn't even think uh the florida state quarterback had a good day i did not think he no he actually, struggled he struggled and he said here's what's working i'm gonna throw it up to 611 and i'm gonna throw it up to 64 and we're just going to see what happens. And, you know, they, they made it down the field. And they scored some points. Way to adjust. By the way, shout out to Ron Lowry, who's just having a day in the comments <laughs> right now. Uh, LFG comments. Uh, what he, Ron, I, I, you have so many comments, I can't get to all of them. Uh, but uh, oh. LFG says, uh, what hideous USC first half for Arizona State was bad for real. Yeah, I... I like I kind of tuned that game out and then I was kind of like looking at it and um, I, like the late games, I wasn't paying attention to them. And then I, I like saw the ESPN app and I'm like, wait a minute, this game is weirdly close. I, I, I don't take any stock in that because it's it did look like shit. I don't disagree with that. Um, but at the same time, like, yeah, you, you know, you can't lay an egg. Come on, put up a little more fight. This is this is my thing with USC, by the way. And why? Oh, hey, I, OK, so I guess we're just getting right into, into Sean's first thought from the weekend. What was your first thought? My first okay, thought. Let's, all, right, first, we'll wrap all, right, up. Two, all right, two thoughts from the weekend, and then we got a couple yeah. things we want to hit. So go ahead for your first thought of the weekend. My first thought of the weekend. We'll just jump right into it. Is USC bad? That's my first thought of the weekend because that game should never be that close. And Arizona State's Kenny Dillingham lost his mind in a press conference this weekend talking about we play to win the games, looked like a crazy person. Somehow that translated off the it. field, and it was a one-score game way later than it should have been. Way later. So now I'm sitting here. Is USC bad, Joe? Maybe. Maybe they're they're not bad, but what's very apparent to me, they show up when they feel like it, which I don't like. Which means to me that they're gonna there's gonna be one game that they lose down. Like they're gonna show up against Notre Dame. They're gonna show up against Oregon. They're gonna show up for every important game that they have on the schedule. But they're gonna show they're not gonna show up for like one game and they're gonna poop their pants and they're gonna lose it's the it's the Tulane thing all over again that's a game that you're supposed to win you don't show up and it's a decent opponent and they come to fight and then you lose joe can i just read off a couple things for you real quick let me go know ahead if bad or not arizona state got blank 29 nothing to fresno last week they lost to oklahoma state by 12 points then they, wait, they wait, only wait, beat what? southern utah by three points and they lose to usc by by 14 florida USC state or- might be mid not bad. They might be mid. Arizona State. I'm actually shocked that you're the one who's saying this. I'm defending US, USC. Arizona State has had some quarterback injuries, so it's been like they've been like third guy on the depth chart type injuries that they've fourth guy in the depth chart type injuries that they've been dealing with. So, I, I like I give both teams a little bit of a pass here. I look Colorado versus USC is going to be very telling. Like we're Colorado's a much better opponent than Arizona State. Do you show up? and say, I'm going to beat the hell out of a team that we're better than? Or do you say, oh, they got their asses kicked by Oregon. I'm not going to do, you know, I'm not going to do anything. Um, Joe, you know, USC had a cakewalk through it. 
USC, I think, had eight sacks, and they still only won by 14 points. They might be mid. Not – okay, we don't need to, to – um... I'm not being hot takey right now either. I'm just I know I'm not, I'm not saying you are. I just don't uh, I, not to 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 stick too mo- much on this point. I gotcha, I gotcha. I have to call out Rutgers 3 and no 4 and 0 against the spread. My boys plus 25 boys. sneak it in boys. with the 20 point, 24 point loss. You shut your goddamn mouth. Where's your Rutgers hat? Where's your shirt? Put, put I have a Rutgers shirt. You want me to go put it on? Go I'm put on your Rutgers shirt. Go ahead. My my ass is so stuck to this chair right now. I don't want to get up. I, I I'm very my apartment is very hot. I can't run the air conditioning when I do the show because the air conditioning is right next to my microphone. Mm-hmm. Stop cutting off my point. Rutgers Sorry. continues to cover and I'm going to continue to bet them. They're playing Wagner this upcoming week and I am just What's the spread 15? I, I if it is, I'm taking it. I am taking that shit. Give me Rutgers is the best kept public secret in sports betting. Everybody gets it. Um, my second one before you get sure. to your second one, I want to talk yeah. about here. Um, I have reached a new level of hater. I, I feel like over the past, the first month of the season, I've like gotten a lot more exposure than I have in the past. And a lot of people, you know, have been upset with my takes. I've been called a hater by everybody. Hmm. Um, I never would have thought, that it would have reached the mascot of Georgia Southern. Um, I called the Georgia Southern mascot an abomination because of the way that he looked. And I, I, he responded to me. He responded to me, and he was pissed. Uh, he has gone as far to say that he will come on the podcast. We are currently coordinating getting him to come on the podcast. But I, I just have to say that that was the most unexpected thing. That was nothing that I had on my checklist of the Saturday is that the Georgia Southern Arguing with, with Tyler Cruz, you're you're arguing with Tyler Cruz right now, and you don't know what's going on. <laughs> you're saying that Gus the Eagle is equivalent to Tyler Cruz. I, you know what? Look, you know, you know, I shouldn't say that. Cruz is he's doing good. He's doing good. <laughs> but I do like seeing you argue with with stupid big headed birds on on Twitter. It, it did in, uh, it did entertain me. One of one of your tweets, I got like a ha. Look at what's Joe doing over here. It, it, it drew some attention for me. Let's see what happens with Gus. Uh, it's Hack City for a reason, isn't it, Joe? Yeah, we're trying to get. He's pissed. He he's coming for us. So we're gonna see what what if he ends up coming on this week. Um, here, here's, your your last one. Yeah, the least hack thing I can say. Washington, the University of Washington, is a juggernaut. This offense has me concerned about my beard. It has me very concerned because Michael Penix Jr. Is a, a just a beast in the pocket. Finesse, power, command, movement, everything. Washington is scary. Oh this my is God. a legitimate team through week four. I know we got another four weeks before we even really start having the conversation, like the real one. Right now, juggernaut. By the way, I'm I'm really glad that you brought this up because I wanted to get like an update on the beard bed. Um I am now like really regretting agreeing to do this because now I'm, I'm thrown into like a really difficult situation because like, I've got the beard. I've, I've like, it, it's kind of stayed in check. It's actually growing out the best that it's ever grown in. Like, yeah, it's it actually, I think, I think it's going to connect here, which is a first that's never happened. And like, I just need it a little bit better on the sides a little bit more. It doesn't look terrible, but I still look ratty. Like I still look unkept. I do not look good. Um, so my, my girlfriend's mom and sister in, in a week, you know, two weeks when this is going to be at full gross, like full, like just nastiness mm-hmm. are, come, are, are in town. And so my girlfriend's like, Oh, they want to know if you want to come to dinner. And I like, it didn't dawn on me. And I was like, yeah, I'll come that yeah. I'm going to be looking <laughs> so like, I'm already, I'm already the, the dipshit boyfriend the who had in... the glasses. All right. Okay. That's not what I was getting at. I'm oh, already the sorry, meathead sorry. boyfriend who works in sports media, media and, and play college football. They can't talk. The, the, the yeah, eyes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure that it is going to be really reflective of my personality uh, and just of me as an individual showing up in the, in the physical state that I'm going to look mine. Yours is yours. Actually on camera doesn't look terrible. This is getting too long. The bottom of my chin is getting too long. My neck is a disaster. 
And then this right here, that area where it's actually going above, like where normal people get like a, a beard trim. Yeah, that's that's hideous. Like this I, right there. I'm glad that, that you trimmed your neck like I did, too. It's very I didn't trim did. my neck. I didn't. You trim trimmed neck. your neck. A li- your, no, it I looks didn't. like you did. A- no, I didn't. Well, you, you're you're lucky. You're lucky. You Mine comes in really about? bad on my neck. Look at that. Oh, no, it's all don't. up under my neck. It's all up on my neck. <laughs> you bro. look like shit. Yeah, I know. Oh, I know that. You look like shit. <laughs> What are you talking? You trimmed your neck you, you a little stopped. bit. I give, had give me to. another point. Give me another point on. The, give me his point on the spread. Then, fine, fine. I'll give you a couple points on the spread. What do you want? How many points do you want? You God. want one point give on the or- spread? Give me Oregon three. You you still have to do Washington money line. Deal. If fine. you trim your, but that doesn't mean you get to trim it again. You can't trim your neck again. I'm trimming it before the dinner. No, I'm trimming it before the dinner. No. No. <sighs> All right. Do uh, do we wrap or do you want to get to any of the other stupid shit that I wrote down? Uh, I mean, how do we not get to the? <laughs> how do we not get to the guys? Oh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. So the I we wish might, I had the. We, have, we just have to talk about this. Wait, let me. Before we get to that, I want to pull up the picture and so I can throw it up on the screen. Uh, I want to share for a couple of minutes. I had I had a really funny idea, and I want to throw this out to you. So, Sean, you and I have, or I have, to, I have expressed to you, you're the only person to really talk about this. I live in Los Angeles right now. Uh, I used to have to commute to an office, no longer have to do that. So I've been, you know, debating the idea of, of moving back to the East Coast. And, you know, with that, it, it, it's a far move to move back to the East Coast. Probably would do it in June when my lease ends. So I thought of this idea the other day um, that I... When I have to move, when I've decided officially if I'm going to do this or not, I think it'd be really funny, Sean, if I don't, like, you'd be the only one who knows. If I don't tell anyone on the East Coast that I'm moving back to New Jersey. So I don't tell my parents and I don't tell any of my friends. And I just move to an apartment and I see how long it takes for them to figure it out. I think that that could be a good big, I think what it's a good exercise that like, I don't know what your parents are like. I'm sure they helped you move the first time. I know that my dad is going to be like, oh, if you're moving back, I'm going to you know, come help you pack your stuff up. It'd be a nice test to see if I can accomplish it. But at the same time, I think it'd be a really funny bit if like one day I'm just like, hey, what time's dinner? And I just show up. I think that could end very poorly or very positively. I think you could have your feelings hurt. <laughs> Why? I think because you haven't been checked in on. Uh, I think that would be a, <laughs> that would be humbling. I'm not. Wor- uh, I'm not worried about my. I mean, my friends. They'd just be like, "Oh, that's cool. You moved back." Like, I don't think anyone would care. I had it's more uh, so to fuck with my family. The, yeah. Here's the. Th- my dad helped me move in the sense of we went and we built a TV stand together, and then you know that we carried that inside, and we carried the TV inside, and then we got that done. But everything else in this room is all was all me. I, I but. I had the opportunity to just drive it 30 minutes up the road. But when oh, that was, was your really first hurt. move in though. So like you didn't have a bunch of shit that like you had to pack up and like I've had to actually move, move, like pack up all my stuff, unpack all of it. Like that stuff sucks. Yeah. That's what, that's what moving is. I had, I had bags and bags and bags and bags. I was driving with my, my, my carpet in my car, but, but I don't really think have I have furniture enough. though. You don't really have yeah, furniture. Cause you said some want, of that I, stuff is already there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I also am still living under the you shouldn't have like right now, I shouldn't have more stuff where I couldn't move what I needed to with my car. And I don't think I do. I think I would be able to if I needed to move this week, I wouldn't need to rent a truck. I think I'd be fine. It annoys me. That kind of annoys me. But okay, all right, back to your thoughts though on this really stupid idea that I have. Um your dad would probably knowing knowing your dad, he'd probably fight you. I, he, I think he'd get really mad. I think he wouldn't talk to me for a he week. He would get I, really mad because I don't think it's like an inclusion thing. I like like why didn't you include me on it? I think it's I like if I'm from your dad's like I'm your dad right now. Joe, what you thought you could do that by yourself? What? Okay. Why why would you think that? Why would you not have me help you? It's, I can help you. Like I what what do you what, What'd you do? Like, what what apartment did you get? What, what location? Where are you? Do you have cable? Do you have internet? What's the heat situation? Okay, I don't think he thinks I'm that stupid. I don't think I do. He... 
He doesn't. I know that he doesn't. I think you're that I th- stupid. I, I, I think that if he got mad at me, it would just be purely off of the, how could you, you not just tell said me on that you made show, Yeah. You just said you couldn't get up from your chair because your apartment's too hot. It's because the air conditioning unit is right next to my microphone where I'm set up. I can't move this setup to another part of my apartment. I can't. I've thought about it. I can't. There's nowhere to move it to. This mm. is an old, old building. It was built in the mm. 70s. The air conditioning unit is right here. Unless you want to hear brrr, the whole time. As somebody who appreciates good audio, I didn't want to do that to our listeners. So that's why my ass is so sweaty right now. It's 75 degrees out. Okay? Why am I getting yelled at now? Why am I? You asked my opinion. You asked you ask my thought. My point is, is I think that my dad's reaction, though, would probably be. Are you ready to fight your dad? Are you ready to fight him? I don't think because I know I'm not. I'm still not ready to. I I still know I'm not ready to fight my dad. I don't want. I don't want any of that business. I want none of that. I think it's about still about the closest fight it'd ever be. uh, But Uh I still want none of that. So, are you ready? That's the question I have for you. I don't think it'd be a physical altercation. I just think he would get really pissed at me. Oh, Um, sure. Never. You never think it is till it is. Last bit here. We saw this on Twitter. Uh, awkwardly just throwing this up on top of us. Uh, we saw this on Twitter. So there was this post uh, from this these, uh, this guy was like, you know, in my neighborhood, I have to appreciate the college kids living across the street that have a picture of their house on a flag hanging on the outside of their house. And I got to say, Sean, that that's one of the best bits that I like the best dude bit I've ever seen. That is one of the coolest things that I have ever seen. I have never aspired to copy something more than that. I don't live in a house right now, so I can't really do it. But if I had a ratty piece of shit house outside of a, a, a college uh, campus, you could bet your ass I would do the same goddamn thing. That is awesome. Yeah, that was from at B-Town Moose on, uh, on Twitter. Yeah. There's a house on my street with some cool college dudes living in it. I know they're cool because they have a flag on the house. and just a picture of their house. They're clearly fond of living there. Yeah. That's some ba- that that's a baller ass move to say this house rules and we rule so we're going to celebrate it on our porch where we get hammered. Oh, that's that kicks ass. And then, the, and then the picture of the house is just destroyed. There's there's a beer night table out front getting held up with obviously stolen garbage cans. <laughs> <laughs> Even by the legs for the table. They just said these will work. Uh, the worst chairs you've ever seen. The worst grill you've ever seen. <laughs> this house is but, uh, is awful. And they decided this house rules. Look at this. this is the worst. I appreciate this the corp. Stinks. The, the open core power that's left there. Um, I I yeah, want to know what I'll those those later. <laughs> those ju- those jugs, and then there's the natural light case, which is just a must have. Perfect. For any 20 something. And then I like the the one plant that they said, you know what? We need a it's plant. Really on the porch. Yeah, we, we, we <laughs> guys, guys, we need to show some class here. We need a plant. And then what are, lights? Over. what are these lights? She wants some ambiance. Let's get the, the most dead plant you've ever seen. And, and have the lowest hanging lights possible. It's not even only the most dead planets. Let's see if we can find the most sad looking plant that's just it? not going to accomplish anything. They it's got just that gonna, plant in uh, dipstick right now. They think that they can still grow within that. God, that's so damn funny. All right, I think it's good oh, to wrap us up. Also. Yeah, yeah at Joe DeLeon at Sanderson Radio. We'll be back. Thanks for everyone who tuned in. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.